Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hour number two of Fantasy Sports. Today, we head back to Houston. We discuss the World Series Game 7. It's also Waiver Wire Wednesday in fantasy football as Fantasy Sports Today. Hour two starts now. Fantasy Sports Today. And welcome back to the show. Craig and Joe with you here on a Wednesday, October 30th, 2019. November is almost here. The World Series finishes tonight. It's time to dive into some waiver wire in fantasy football. We got Sean Guastamacchia producing the show once again. Follow me on Twitter at Craig Mish. Follow Joe on Twitter at JoePizzaPia17. Ask any questions you want 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We're here for you. Speaking of which, the waiver wire is today for a lot of people or tonight. And you have to make some decisions. As I look at the waiver wire, this is one of those weeks where I really don't have any interest in picking anyone up in my season-long leagues, but there are some potentially interesting names. I thought last week was a really easy one because Ty Johnson was right sitting in front of our face, but as the waiver wire usually is, Joe, the player sitting in front of your face is not always the player to pick up. And in this case, it turns out that indeed was the case going forward with the Detroit we did say it. We did say it, though, and we also said if you miss him, if you don't go, just add Trey Carson and see what I happens. I don't know if he's the guy, honestly. I don't know if he's the guy either, but he, I, I yeah, still he, think he there's someone out there, Joe, that ends up being the Lions running well, back. Well, the trade deadline's come and gone, so now I'm know. skeptical of that. It could be. You never know. Theo Riddick making a return. Okay, so uh, waiver wire Wednesday. Uh, I'll, I'll do mine first. Why not? Uh, Jalen Samuels, is he healthy? I don't know, but this would seem to be the easiest one if he was because... Benny Snell looks questionable at best. I don't think James Conner is going to play. So Jalen Samuels, from a volume standpoint, should be the guy. He can catch balls more than this dude, Ty Johnson. So, I mean, I got him at the top, but I don't love it. Uh, Raheem Mostert, because uh, Brita looks... Uh, look, they should sit Brita anyway. There's no reason to, to push this guy. They're going to need him for the playoffs. And Jeff Wilson is questionable. Mostert, when, he cat, when, when Mostert runs the ball, he's good. The problem is he doesn't play a lot. So I got him as number two. And I don't love that one either. Chris Conley, if you need a receiver for something on a bye week, this one is a little bit more intriguing to me because of the fact that if Westbrook is out and Conley does have a hard time hanging on to the ball from what I've noticed, he drops a lot of balls, at least one or two a game. But I'm going to put Conley in the mix here because aside from Chark, I think that he could help. Arson I have here, uh, just because if he's sitting on the waiver wire, he did get more carries than Ty Johnson. I don't feel like Detroit is going to be running the ball much moving forward. And then I have Darius Geis, who could be returning for the Washington Redskins. I don't love this scenario either. I feel like it's an obvious one because he's coming back. But I put him, unfortunately, uh, I'll tell you what, from a talent standpoint, Geis goes way ahead of Mark Walton on Miami. But from a reality standpoint, he is in a very similar offense, and I don't think he'll be given a strong t- chance to succeed. Uh, this this uh, Geis reminds me of the kind of guy that if he has a great week 14, or week 15, and you can still make moves for your fantasy football playoffs, and you see him do that, he could be like the Jamal Williams 
of last year, who a lot of people picked up. And unfortunately, I don't think you should be able to do this, but you could you could have picked him up and played him for the championship. And he was phenomenal on championship weekend and Jamal Williams when Aaron Jones was out. So that's what I got for my top five. Don't love the list, Joe, this week, to be honest with you. Uh, if, if I had a high waiver pick, I would wait. I wouldn't use it. And if I had any fab left, I, I may want to wait a couple more weeks. I, I'm not going out and grabbing anybody here. No, I think that's a pretty good assessment. The only way reason Jalen Samuels was not the top of my list, and I agree with everything you've said, is because I don't see many leagues where he's not owned uh, because a lot of people did pick him up and then he got hurt. So I feel like he's owned on a lot of rosters. But if for some reason he's not or he got dropped because of a you know weird roster crunch somebody had, yes, Samuels would probably be the number one there because especially from a full-point PPR perspective, the guy can catch the football. So, I mean, if he catches six, seven balls, you're already in a good spot. <laughs> you know, it's so interesting right- because the first two guys on your list, I felt the same way about. That's why I don't have them because I feel it's like funny. I, I guess it own. depends on perspective of the leagues you're in and, and what's available on waiver wires and who's held on too long to other guys and hasn't and who's cut bait. Yeah. And look, it's just the way the, you know, the way the roster shake out sometimes. But Daryl Henderson, I think, is a guy that was picked up in a lot of leagues and then dropped in a lot of leagues and got people got frustrated. So he would be a number one for me this week. Uh, Damian Williams, another guy who I think a lot of people are frustrated with. I see a lot of people had dropped him a couple weeks and just kind of got fed up but now with McCoy's situation in question I don't know I mean you got Mahomes coming back sooner than later maybe maybe I think there could be something to this one yeah I I think Damian Williams might be yeah and I'll tell you what you might also even consider making a deal for him so if he's out there you could probably get him for a song trade somebody something that they could play this week that helps them that you don't need and see what happens and speculate and I've been the number one negative guy on Damian Williams all summer all fall and now I'm saying eh what does it cost well, you to it, find yeah, out? Just the pickup. Yeah. Well, because I think that's good fan. And and so far, I've been right. So so far, I think good fantasy doesn't mean that you continue to bang the drum one way. You have to understand it's the that stock market. Exactly. Stock market. You got no one to buy in on a player. Was exactly. a complete bust in fantasy. Right. He was a terrible bust. ADP. But a terrible but investment. Right. But now I don't. I think people still own him because I think that the drafter is still holding out hope. But my guess mm-hmm. is, if you looked at percentages owned, he's above fifty. Right. But it's a fair point at this point. You know, what is the cost per acquisition, the CPA on this? It's a cent. Right. You know, now, now it's dirt cheap. You buy in and see what happens. See if he has a run like he did the second half of last year where they go right. back to doing some of the things that he did with him at the end of 2018, which were very fruitful. Let's be honest. Yeah, uh, no, look, Darren, uh, yeah, yeah I, I agree with you on that. Darren one, yeah. Fells, the tight end. I think you have to add him if he's out so, there. I, I, I think I said this to somebody a few weeks ago and they laughed at me. I forget. I did. I, I did. Is it you? It's, it might have been me. No, I don't think it was you. I don't think it was you. I don't think I, I laughed at you. I think I was kind of afraid that it was. No, I, I don't think it was you, though. I think it was somebody else. All um, right. Well, good. Well, hopefully, <laughs> nice to not me for a change. You got to pick him up. He's a big part of their offense. Right now, I think the Texans are going to be a lot of dogfights. They're going to have to score a ton of points because you lose J.J. Watt, you lose a couple of people in the secondary. All of a sudden, games that you thought you had in the bag, you're going to have to go out there and score some more points. And I think whenever you have to do that, guys like Fells become more interesting because we're talking about red zone targets and things like that. And I think if that's the things you're going to consider, then Fells has to be on your on your radar because when you're looking at the bottom end of this position, the guys like Witten, the guys like Jimmy Graham, I think Fells has more touchdown upside than both those guys. And that's all you need. So I think you take that to the bank. Darius Geis is number four for me. Everything you said about guys, I don't want to like retread because I, I agree with all of that. The only caveat I'll throw in there is that Callahan does want to run the football more and Adrian Peterson is not the guy to do it. So maybe just maybe also from an organizational standpoint, the organization says to Callahan, look, we've made an investment in this guy. It's been a couple of years now. He's barely seen the field. You need to play this guy. We need to evaluate him as much as possible before we go into this next year, next season draft, to figure out where we're going, if anywhere with this kid. So that's the one caveat where I do think Geis is worth an ad. And why not add him earlier than, as opposed to waiting and seeing what he is? Uh, Deshaun yeah, Jackson yeah. probably got dropped in a lot of leagues. I'd add him. He's that one piece of that Eagles offense that I really think they could use a guy who stretches the field. They don't have that guy. Deshaun, ja- They didn't acquire one, so it's going to be Deshaun Jackson. I know Craig hates this, but 
I think it has has merit. Uh, Darius Slayton, in your deeper leagues, look, I know he catches touchdowns, a little touchdown dependent. So what? He's catching touchdowns. Who cares? And he's shown that Daniel Jones has a lot of confidence in him. So why don't you add him? And the last one is now Finley. I had to add him. I don't know why you have him on there. Well, in the super flexed formats, with the way we have bye weeks coming, week 10, everybody's on a bye. I don't know if you've seen how many yeah, teams no, have Yeah, no, it's the weirdest. Yeah, the, I'm going to base – I think so, week 10, I may take the week off. Like um, Here's – here's <laughs> No, I'm serious. I, I'm think, I'm looking at week 10 as the week – that I travel or go to Vegas or something. I, I may. I don't know. That's that's great. Mitch live from Vegas uh, from the pen. <laughs> but I'll say this about Finley. The, see the sentiment, Craig. Can't, ugh, you pick him up because next week there's going to be a lot of teams going, oh, crap. There's no quarterbacks out here for me to play. Everybody's off this week. He has yeah, at least I trade value. That's fair. Pick him up in Superflex. I'm being specific. Pick him up. Pick him yeah. up now for nothing on the buy because you can. Always pick up the guys for cheap it, and then see what happens next week. Who knows look, who else gets it, hurt? It's the week. same concept for Tannehill, and that would have worked out. So. It did work out, and I yeah. own Tannehill everywhere, too. So of course, that you, do. You. Of course you do. Of course I do. <laughs> All right, uh, let's take a quick time out here on Fantasy Sports today. When we come back, we uh, touched on some key numbers yesterday for some fantasy players. We're going to continue that conversation next. You're listening to FST. Craig and Joe, be right back. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Fantasy Sports Today. And I like football. And I'm going to keep doing them both because they make me feel good. And welcome back. It is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. We got some buy low, sell high candidates coming up. Uh, in our next segment, so stay tuned for that. But first, we uh, if you missed yesterday's show, by the way, you can listen to us on demand. Very easy to do. Just download our app, the FNTSY app. Also, audioboom.com houses all of our audio. If you're not into the app thing by now, I don't know why you wouldn't be, but you should be. And you can just download any of our apps. But thanks to audioboom.com, you can listen to us on demand 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Stitcher is also a great podcast app as well. So on demand 24-7, iTunes, Android, Subscribe to the show. Hit that like button. It'll go right to you every single day. And if you wouldn't mind, give us five stars as well. Uh, so, Joe, we uh, will continue our conversation yesterday. And I know that you compiled some numbers and threw out some interesting questions to me as far as uh, players reaching some not key milestones, but at least fantasy milestones. So let's continue that conversation now. Yes, yeah, a little schoolhouse rock extrapolation nation where we take some stats and some pace that some guys are on and see if they can hit some of these big time uh, totals, which uh, we would have put together an open for this. Had I known that extrapolation nation. Yeah, I know why well, I, I love school. Well, listen, school. we, we have a, a, you know, we have an open for trust or bust. And uh, I don't know if you've paid attention to it, but at the end of the trust or bust audio, uh, you know, Chris Bavona, who put these together, put together adult video, adult video music during the uh, trust or bust. Well, I've re- I requested a change. And then Sean made that change to the audio. And then on Friday, he brought back the adult video music. So, Sean, please, let's go back to the rock and roll or just something. It's basically fantasy football, trust or bust. And yeah, it's, not, it's like, not trust or bust a nut. It's just trust or bust. <laughs> like, let's be honest. Easy there. Easy there. And then, <laughs> wow. and then the audio is like, ah, da, da, da. 
It's like a, an elevator, a naked well, elevator. Like I got he Bavona got me the other day on the Sunday because you know usually he hits me with like the rock or like the old school hip hop stuff like that. He knows right. by fives, but I'm doing the TV. And all of a sudden in my ears, I hear like some kind of weird country Western music. And I'm thinking, well, what? Where are we right now? I was like, I was going like, we'll be right back with the honky tonk. And I got all your roto experts in the morning. Going to talk all kinds of stuff. The football. South all Florida. Uh, Western Florida, man. Like, That's right. Well, Hick voice travels everywhere. I think it was David Cross who does that. He's like, Hick voice is Hick voice. Doesn't matter if you're in central Pennsylvania. Doesn't matter if you're in Florida. Doesn't matter if you're in Georgia. Yeah, Doesn't matter. Fair point. Wherever you are, Hick Voice is Hick Voice. It's the same thing. Uh, all right. Okay. So Extrapolation Nation, Schoolhouse yes. Rock. Let's do it. All right. So the number is 1,600 yards receiving. So far, there's two guys I think have a, a shot legitimately if you want to extrapolate out. The first one, Michael Thomas, 875 yards. Is he a lock for this, basically? Now he's got Breeze back. Michael Thomas could get 2,000 yards. My God. Yeah, he could. You're right. He could. He could. I he mean, could. he is the... He's the gold number standard. one receiver in the NFL. He is the best fantasy receiver in the Another NFL. nice guy, too. I actually got to interview him. Nice guy. Good. I've had him on the show. Yeah, yeah, very good. Very good dude. So uh, he is heavily targeted in every game. When they're up, they still throw to him. When they're down, they still throw to him. With Bridgewater, they still throw to him. 2,000 is a lot, but, I, but I'm going above your number. No doubt about that. 16. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking 16 is one of those things where you look, like I said, just extrapolating. Yeah, 16 those, would those, be game, those games he, that he had great games with Bridgewater were, were eight catches, 90 yards and two touchdowns or 10 catches, 70 yards and a touchdown. Now, all of a sudden, he's going to get to stretch the field again a little bit. And next year in fantasy, provided that this continues, he is he's a number five top, overall. Yeah, I was going to say he's a top five pick in fantasy football. Yeah, maybe six if you want to make an argument another way. All right. Cooper Cup is at 792 and that's top including player. a couple down yeah. games. So yeah, but but all of that also includes a couple of huge games, too. I'm going to go under this. Uh, I, I, well, look, you know, I think Cooks, that's is fair. He- Cooks health is, is somewhat of a key he's here now. Not, I don't know. He's, he's out. He's out. Cooks is out for an extended I, period. He's seeing a concussion specialist. So yeah, not they don't play this week, Joe. No, he could play I don't, I don't care. You know, concussions, let's, let's learn our lesson from some of these things. When these guys have multiples, we know it's real tough for them to get cleared. And then if they do play again, that's that one moment where, I mean, look at Jordan Reed. I mean, this, this is what happens. This is where we're at right now. How many has Cook had? Cooks had, uh, sorry. Cooks is, uh, the first big one he had was with the Patriots a couple years ago. So I, yeah. I want to say he's up to at least three. So yeah. uh, that's I'm, a lot. I, uh, I'm still going to go under. Reynolds will step in, I think, and, and take some of the targets away. Uh, I still like, everybody Cup. loves the Reynolds. I was talking with Mike Dempsey I, and Bob Harris him, last night. But again, they love gonna, the Reynolds deal. I was like, I can't get, get there. Cup up going 1,500 yards. All right. All right. Let's do 1,400 yards receiving. Julio Jones is at 710. Can he get there? Yes. All right, Stefan yes, Diggs. Stefan uh, Diggs. Look, he's at Diggs, 706. I'm going no. Yeah, Diggs, I'll go no. Once but look at the fact, look back. how different a month makes, right? If I told you it's yeah, September. Yeah, feeling. If I said to you on Halloween a couple weeks ago, if I said, hey, by Halloween, Stefan Diggs is going to have 700 yards. He went the almost there. He had a couple of games. No, I tried to trade him for Devonta Freeman, and the owner came back and said, Diggs sucks. <laughs> I mean, am I not like happy with that? I mean, I, I thought, know, Diggs, yeah, I thought Diggs was done. By the way, Diggs keeps dropping the ball and fumbling still. But but yeah, I mean, he, as long as he keeps catching it and running, undeniable. As as he is, I'll care. take everything you're doing at this point. All right, Chris Godwin's at seven oh five. Can he wow, get to that? Is a tough one. That is a, a tough, tough one too. One. I say yeah. I say all, no. Yeah, to, he and Evans keep alternating games, yeah. right? I say no to all three of these. I think all three of these guys go under one. Julio, come on, I do. 
I do. Oh, Julio's going over that. The rest of the other two, I think you're right. But no, Julio will probably have a better second half than he did in the first half. Julio had a great first game and then nothing for like six weeks. Yeah. All right. All right. Here we go. The number is 10 receiving touchdowns so far. I'm going to give you these. Let's see. Five guys. All five of these guys already have six. So they only need four more rest of the season to get to 10. Okay. The names are like you're just doing one at a time. Mike Evans at six. Will he get 10? He and Godwin will both go over that number. Yes. Okay. Godwin's the other one with six. Adam Thielen has six. Will he get to 10? I say yes. Only four more. He's got all these weeks left. Come on. Tough. All right. Come uh-huh. on. All right. Uh-huh. DJ Shark is has six. Can he get to 10? Uh, I will say yes. I think so, too. I think he can get there. Kenny Galladay, I think he gets to 10. He's I can't six do that. Well. No, I can't do that. I'll go under 10. See, I will go with see Galladay gets him in bunches. He's one of these guys will get two at once and then you won't hear from him for two weeks and then two again. So I think that's he's only got to do that two more times to get to 10. That's not a lot. Is Marvin Jones in this conversation? Oh, Marvin Jones. In what do you mean? He had four in one game. Exactly. But that's that doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> it counted for people who played. He them. might not have four the whole rest of the year. I, he may not have one. Exactly. That's why he's not in but this he, conversation. But he, he still could put it at ten because he could have six the next game. I took the guys and had six, and I thought we'd get there. I was trying to be very careful about the six guys right. that I picked. All right, these guys have five. Will they get to ten? Number one is uh, Amari Cooper. A hundred percent. My favorite one of all these. Yes. Okay. Cooper Cup is at five. Will he get to 10? no? Austin Hooper is at five. Will he get to ten? Wow, tough one there. I say no to a lot. I say I say no to Hooper, no to Cooper, but yes to Cooper Cup. That's what I say. Hooper, Cooper, and Cooper, and Cup. Hooper, Cooper, and Cup. You guys all have the same name. So many of the the Hooper and the Cooper and the Cup. This is like uh, you put the Hooper in the Cup, and then you get the Cooper with it. Cooper, get in the chopper. Garrett Cooper. Uh, I will go. um, (laughs) We should call Garrett Cooper. Ask him. Uh, He's not. He's not doing anything. Give him a call. Come on the show anytime. Uh, We. I will say under on Cooper or Hooper. Why'd you do this? Did you do this on purpose? <laughs> no, Cooper, but I Cooper Cup Hooper. Like, seriously, like this is well, like I wrote even Cooper. Say. I wrote I'm glad Cooper you're doing this. Amari, comma, and I just for everybody who realizes why Craig is struggling, Ted, this is one of those Cooper like, Cup uh, Hooper. This is one of those dementia tests. I put this in there now after hour one. I want to just make sure you're okay. So far you passed it, but now you're struggling a little bit. So just for everybody out there who's listening and wondering what the hell are they talking about, I put in the sheet Cooper for Amari Cup. Cooper, comma. Cooper. Then Cup, which is confusing because Cooper Cup is his name, but it's not. They're two separate guys here. And then the last one was Hooper. So Craig's having a hard time. Here. Exactly. And listen, the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, Mike Smith, he does not get the ball enough to Hooper. That goes back to <laughs> Well done. Mike Smith well done. needs to get the ball more to him. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you got to embrace the bit. You got you have to embrace it. All right. Here's a, here's one more for you before the break. Right. 20 sacks. Shaquille Barrett Where's and Bozo Miles Garrett. Here? Well, what is, he doesn't have 10. What, what does Nick Boza have? I don't know, but he doesn't have 10. These are the he, guys that lead. Nick Boza ends up with the most. Shaq Barrett will have over 10, uh, 20, and Miles Garrett will not. I got to see how many now Nick Boza has. He has how do seven. you not put him on here? He has seven. Dude, this guy is talking about three weeks. They, like, now he's on this run. He is good. That's Nick Boza is going to lead run. the NFL in sacks. Where in week Where's nine, that he's got seven. He's already had it. I'll, do you, if you want to put Boza on the list, that's fine. You think he gets to 20? Yes. I say no. I say Miles Garrett. It's unstoppable. He has a 20, and I think Barrett will get He's unstoppable. He's only got seven. This guy's going to put a finger on Kyler Murray, and he's going down. (laughs) Well, isn't Kyler Murray super fast? Uh, It don't matter. It's going to be very Bruce Arians have a lot of schemes to pick up. Bruce Arians better start preparing for this right now. Steve (laughs) Wilkes, his offense, he's got to get it going. All right, coming up next, buy low, sell high. Don't go away. 
Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. With NBA season underway, you can dunk on your NBA DFS competition using DailyRoto.com. Compete with the pros on FanDuel and DraftKings with the DailyRoto.com optimizer and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS. Plus, you'll get special lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with the promo code DUNK. Don't use us. We tell you Trey Young is great and he gets hurt. Use DailyRoto.com slash DUNK to learn more. That's DailyRoto.com slash DUNK to get 10% off now. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. By the way, you could have gotten before the season, and this is one I got down on. And, and I know that this may be, uh, how do I say it? This may be foreign to you, Joe, on this one, because I know that you and I are both not NBA experts, but because I live in South Florida, the Heat is obviously the primary team that I'm familiar with here. I can't get away from it. So it's like in my face, you know, like right. I know, I know what's going on. If I lived very in Milwaukee, popular historical. Franchise. If I lived in Milwaukee, I would know everything about the Bucks. I can't tell you a thing except for Giannis is great and they're favorite to win. I the love Giannis. Big right. fan. But, but the Heat drafted a kid in, uh, in the first round, I think. Jason. Maybe. No, sorry. Okay. So that, this is why Joe, you're supposed to be quiet. Uh, <laughs> they, they drafted a kid. His name is Tyler Hero. And he was 40 to one to win the rookie of the year. It went down to about 25 to one. And at least the people here now, I got to parse through the homerism and what's realistic, but I did take a look online and thought, okay, well, look, if all these guys are saying it, let me look at And then some of the national guys were saying it too, because the heat didn't really have a secondary option offensively outside of the guy who they got in the off season, who everybody knows, of course, that's Jimmy Butler. And last night, Tyler hero, had 29 points coming off the bench for the Heat. And so that's still a bet right now that you can get down on uh, to win the NBA Rookie of the Year. It's, it's I don't even know if it's 15 to 1 anymore, but this guy is going to finish in the top two or three. So my advice would be for those of you who can get on that, you may want to at least touch on that bet. I'm not saying to throw 500 bucks on it, but maybe a 50 or $100 bet. I mean, there's a huge payout there at the end of the year. What was I on, like 3 to 1, 2 to 1? No, because he got hurt. <clears throat> no, but I mean, before he got hurt. Yes, that's, before he yeah. got hurt, he was two to one. Yeah, then he got yeah. hurt. Uh, you think people will buy back another, in that? There's now another guy, and I sound like an, a total idiot here, but there's another guy who opened up the season, uh, Weatherspoon or something like that. We had 30 points in the first night or something like that, and uh, and his odds went way up right immediately. And I apologize for not knowing this in advance, but uh, you can still get great odds on this kid. And the Heat doesn't have a second guy; they don't have a second scorer. So if this kid averages 18 points a game, he's winning rookie of the year. Like that's happening, and and he's already off to a great start. So just something to keep an eye on. And was be um, Nick Weatherspoon? Is that right? I'm I'm just throwing it out I there. Mean, listen, I, you, you'd have you'd have to check for me. You'd have to check on that one for me. But uh, an, an NBA rookie had a huge first night. I think it was up there, and historically speaking, with the best player. Oh in no, the it's not Nick the Weatherspoon. NBA. Sorry, I'm I'm trying to Google Weatherspoon. 
Oh, no, I could and be I, wrong with the name. And I, <laughs> See, now you're going to make me do it. I'm not trying. I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to help people so they can go to the thing. I thought you had at least the last name. So I was Googling, of course, Clarence Weatherspoon comes up when you put no, NBA not Clarence Weatherspoon. So I didn't want to make another bad Jason Kidd joke. I didn't want to make a second dad joke because I got yelled at. So, OK, so now we'll pull it up here. All right. So uh, NBA rookies in the first week who did what uh, Morant on Memphis. Uh, that was not it. RJ Barrett from the Knicks didn't do much. Uh, DeAndre Hunter was fair. Let's see. Quindari oh. Weatherspoon. Kobe White on the Bulls. Gosh, reddish on Atlanta. PJ Washington on Charlotte. Okay, not Weatherspoon at all. Washington, not at all. Okay, PJ Washington, twenty-seven points, seven three-pointers against the Bulls. But and his his odds went like wow, like moved in one way, and then he like just completely fell off in the second game. So it may have just been a first game thing. Again, Tyler Hero on Miami. That you could still get the odds there. And there are still some people, though, that feel that, uh, look, Williamson comes back. Well, that was my question. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's there's now the time to buy in on that now that he's injured. No, because you're not getting any benefit to the odds. No. Yeah. He's still he's He's still still he's he's still three to one or is it like seven to one or something? No, not that high. Mm -mm. Okay, like like three to one. So, again, just my my two cents there, which is all you should put on this two cents. (laughs) All right. uh, Buy low, sell high in uh, fantasy, Joe. Yesterday, we talked about Odell Beckham. Yes. Um, well, you kind of touched on it. And I said, we'll like, talk more. You're, today. You know, I like your theory with the Browns. I, I do think that we're going to see a similar second half to what we saw last year. I'm just not sure about buying Beckham. I don't know about that, but uh, well, that's one of your everybody guys. wants to sell him. So in terms of having it out there and look, the general one right now is just the Cleveland Browns, because right now, I mean, it doesn't get any lower. I see people talking about dropping Baker Mayfield. <laughs> they've just had it. And if you think about who they've played so far, you know, they've had, uh, you know, they played the Rams. They played the Ravens. They played the the 49ers. They played the Seahawks. They played the Patriots. And I think we can all agree. Those are some pretty good football teams, right? I think we can all agree on Absolutely. that for the most yeah. part. Right. Mm-hmm. So going forward, they're going to play the Broncos now without Joe Flacco, a quarterback. They're going to play the Bills. Good defensive team. Then Steelers, Dolphins, Steelers, Bengals, Cardinals, Ravens, Bengals. Okay, week seventeen, you kind of maybe throw that right, one out. and and also Joe, with with all due respect, those first two matchups are not good at all. The Bills me. one is a little tough, but the Bills one is in Cleveland, so but the Bills don't give up like a lot of. I mean, they did last they week. Don't, but, well, but they did last week. Seven weeks in, they've been one of the best defenses in the NFL. We talked about this with the Broncos. All they do is run the ball. What I'm saying is the the schedule gets better. The price is bargain basement. So buying it on the Browns right now just makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense, especially considering last year they were a second half team then too. So, they were. They were. you know, you know, and I know in sports, sometimes stupid things happen. Like why are certain players second half players? I don't know. Look, it this is happened. the reason why Cleveland, look, they added Beckham, of course. Right. But the reason why everyone was so high on Cleveland is because Baker came in when, uh, when was it Tyrod Taylor got hurt? Tyrod Taylor, yeah. And was fantastic in the second half. And they put them on Monday night football. Thursday night football and Sunday night football. Oh my yeah, God, it's fun to watch. Great. Right. Right. And, and, and so you, you know, not a bad, not a bad take there. I just it's think gonna get if you're going to do that, I would wait another week or two. I just don't uh, see the matchups. I, I will. And especially you don't know when the trade deadline is in your league. So chances yeah, are, this fair, is your window fair. too. So in all fairness, there's a good chance that like, you're not gonna be able to buy much after this. So, for me, it's another segment possibly going away. We're going to really have to work hard these next couple of weeks. But I think Odell, Landry, Baker, Mayfield. Okay. You're not going to be able to buy on Chubb, so forget that. The Jets are another team I'm buying. Bargain basement right now. It does not get any lower. Another team. Great schedule coming up there. 
this was the one of the last kind of tough weeks ahead of them. After that, it's another clear sailing. They get Miami twice. They get a lot of opportunities here. So it's more about Robbie Anderson. It's more about Crowder. And it's more about Bell than it is for me for Darnold. But you could throw him on that list. Tyrell Williams is an intriguing buy low, too. This is a guy... When he's on the field, in all five games he's been on the field, Craig, I don't know if you know this, he has a touchdown in all yeah, five I, games. Yeah, he broke a record for the Raiders, yeah. Yeah, that. so to me, he's a guy that you could probably peel away. People are frustrated with. If you give him a good offer, you might be able to get him. And we talked earlier about the Raiders being a team that might be better than people realize. DK Metcalf and Mike Williams are the last four and five. Um, the Chargers just made a change at offensive coordinator. Wizenhunt is out. So we'll see if that uh, has anything to do with any improvement here on the line play or anything else. But... DK Metcalf and Mike Williams, when you talk about the number, you know, the top 10 guys in terms of end zone target leaders, you got God, he's at seven for Mike Williams and DK Metcalf is leading everybody with 13. So just for the opportunity alone, these are good by, um, you know, by lows because they're getting opportunities to score touchdowns. And as we get here deeper into the season, maybe DK Metcalf gets better, makes some more improvements. And maybe also Mike Williams is healthier. And this was a guy who caught 10 touchdowns last year. So I think in terms of buying low, these are guys at good prices. And in terms of red zone targeting, these are dudes you want because they're getting those looks in the end zone. Yeah, so, I agree with the first four. I'm still not in on Mike Williams. I know. I know you're not. Okay, but the first not. four I am. The one that I want to add to this, it's not a buy low. Mm-hmm. But I do want to, in dynasty leagues and even in season-long leagues, uh, especially with a new quarterback coming in too, this guy Alex Erickson on Cincinnati back to back good games. He is seeing a ton of targets, and the reason why is because the Bengals' offensive line is so bad. They like have these two step drops where where uh, Dalton's just leaning back and throwing it right over the middle to Erickson. Tate is okay. Boyd is I don't know. Boyd seems to be slipping back a little bit. I don't think he's going to end up being as good as I thought he would be at the beginning of the season. Uh, Erickson, I think not only this year but moving forward has a chance to be Edelman, like has a chance to be Welker, has a chance to be uh, better than Beasley in Buffalo. Uh, and I keep using white guys. I probably shouldn't do that. But, <laughs> but 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 either way, like he's getting a ton of looks and targets and he's got some speed too. I've, I've watched him the last couple of weeks. I got to add him. He's not really a buy low, but he should be owned in every fantasy league. Mm, he was picked and, up a lot after that yeah, one game. I would think so. But, but he's somebody that I would even try and make a deal for and, and add it to my third wide receiver. He is just racking up those PPR points. And so, you still uh, feel good about him with a change in quarterback. I like it even more. Yeah. Because okay. a lot of throws over the middle, they do not have a good tight end. Eifert's done. He doesn't have anything left in the tank. He just catches one ball a week. I think Erickson is kind of like that pseudo tight end in a smaller frame. Would you rather have Erickson rest of the season or Larry Fitzgerald? Uh, probably Erickson. Probably Erickson. I mean, Fitz, okay. Fitz is trending down, way down. Well, he's on. He's one of my sell highs, and these are guys that I think you can sell, sell high. What well, do you, hold what on, are you hold selling? on, hold on, hold on, hold, hold. Sell high based on overall numbers. You can sell guys sometimes. You say, hey, look at the look at what he's done so far this year. He's got 400 yards and this many catches and all this stuff. And sometimes people aren't smart enough. Let's be honest, and even casual leagues to dig a little deeper because they don't own that player. And realize that the game log isn't representative of the season total. Maybe, and I think that's what you keep know, in mind. Man. It's been you a can. quiet. You can do this. Few weeks Broncos, right. number one. Those are pieces to sell off right now because the quarterback position yeah. is going to be in flux. Portland Sutton. Forget Deshaun Hamilton's value now. That goes out the window. Yeah, and even Lindsey and Freeman. I'm a little concerned here with all those guys. So that's a bad spot. John Brown, another guy who I look at and I look at the overall totals are good. Some of the game logs, again, in bunches. I don't love it. Josh Allen, I still think, has a long way to go as a passer. Larry Fitzgerald, another guy. 
You look at the total for the year so far. Totals look okay. They look like a decent season. You extrapolate them out. Hey, it's an okay season for Larry Fitzgerald. But the trend is not great. Christian Kirk being healthy again. A lot of things in here not going well. Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram plays for a big-time team with the Giants in terms of He still scores publicity. a lot. I don't know. He still scores, but I wonder how much you – I think you can get a lot for him because it doesn't seem like him – and Daniel Jones are as connected as Eli Manning was. It seems like he's more apt to go with Tate and Slayton and some of these other guys. So if and when Shepard comes back too, that could be a hit to his value. And the last one for me is Tyler Boyd. Part of it because Erickson. Part of it also is if and when AJ Green comes back. I don't know how this is all going to shake out with everybody and the change of quarterback. I'm not sure right now. Tyler Boyd is a guy that you want going forward. Okay, yeah, I'm not. I'm been a little disappointed with Boyd, and I've watched him uh, carefully because he's, he was on my guillotine league. Now I don't have to watch him anymore. All right, uh, coming up next, uh, more fantasy discussion, uh, opt-outs potentially in baseball. Halloween's coming up as well. We'll have some fun next on the way. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. And welcome back, Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish, Joe Pizzapia. I uh, have a dinner tonight with a friend of mine, and uh, we last week we scheduled it. And part of it was, what do we do if it's Game 7 of the World Series? And this was when, uh, after Washington won the first two games of the series. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. It doesn't seem like there's going to be a game seven. But if it is, we'll tackle it. So here we are trying to adjust what we do tonight, making sure that we're able to watch it. Now, uh, the old folks will not be out past 10 o'clock. But either way, it's watching the first five or six innings of this game tonight. And here's what I would ask. Do you and and I, there's another play I want to ask about too? But do you think <laughs> that we have seen the last pitch thrown by Steven Strasburg on the Washington Nationals? He can opt out of his deal. Now, remember, all of these opt outs, Joe, do also include the qualifying offer. So teams can throw the qualifying offer on Strasburg, which means they would lose a first round pick. And you see, you have seen what has happened in Major League Baseball with this. It's an absolute nightmare. The way that an agent explained this to me is that when you take a first round pick away from a major league team, you don't know that it's going to be Mike Trout, but the value of that first round pick is so far understated. I mean, Joe, it's a Bregman. It's it's an Acuna. It's right. a two hundred million dollar player. I mean, there is a chance of that. And so look at them for a lot less than two hundred million for those years. For where good. Five years, yeah. Joe. Mm-hmm. So the the <clears throat> finances of baseball is a huge factor here. You're giving up a the fifteenth overall pick in the draft. That could be Chris Bryant. I mean, it could be a guy that that you have on your team for five years. You don't have to pay, and you're saving hundreds of millions of dollars. Now that being said, Strasburg would be the alternative to Garrett Cole. Clearly, if if you don't get Garrett Cole, do you think Boris opts him out, Joe? Do you think that he goes back on the market? And do you think he gets 
a better deal than he has with Washington, he could still make another, you know, almost $20 million the next three years. There's Garrett Cole, there's Zach Wheeler, and that's it pretty much this free agent pitcher market in terms of guys that you think can make oh, yeah, an impact. Nothing. And Wheeler is not in the classic Eric Cole. No, I think we could all agree on close. that. Not even so close. if you're Boris, you absolutely do it because there's teams out there looking. And if I'm Steven Strasburg, I absolutely do it because this is the pinnacle of Steven Strasburg. He had a great regular season. He did he have what was the number of starts he had? I don't remember off the top of my head. It was 30, was it not? I'm I think sure. he actually, I don't even have to look. It's got to be right. 30. But I mean, he only had one year where he threw 200 innings before this. So you, you got to realize that it does not get any better for your value if you're Steven Strasburg and Scott Boris, and you add in the really good postseason on top of it. You absolutely do it. And the Five Nationals and in the postseason. Yeah, the Nationals probably have no choice but to figure out a way to lock him up for a longer period of well, time. Well, they can't do him and Rendon. You know that. Well, but that's the thing. I think they're no, right now, that's not happening. It's definitely no, not happening. it's not. But you also got Scherzer's probably getting towards the end here. So they're in a pickle here. This is a bad spot for the Nationals. If you lose Strasburg, what's your rotation next year? It's, a, it's just but, Corbin and it's Scherzer. Well, that's, that's pretty strong, though. One, two. It's pretty strong. I mean, who has you, those three guys? You have ball? to have somebody. Well, who's the fan? Eh, I don't know. Um, not Anibal Sanchez. You can't count on him. I mean, he's been very good. He was good in the second half of last year, but I don't think you want to count on him. Uh, they they probably don't. Uh, they don't have, have a pipeline a, guy a that looks like he's going to be an, a guy right away. And they don't have that next guy, even a, even a mid-link, like a guy we say, okay, this guy's going to be a I'd have to dive center. a little bit. I think, is, is, is isn't Eric Fetty still on there? Yeah, I, I think Fetty. They, they, they still have, they'll, look, again. How many teams have three great pitchers, let alone two? You're right. It's but they. I would, would have rather to, side Rendon if I. Well, was that's them. what's going to. They're not going to get both. That that's that's five. No, but if I had to make the choice, I'd make the choice for Rendon. And I'll tell you what: if you're the Nationals, you have to realize you've had so much time, energy, and money put into Strasburg over the years that maybe you know you, you know what? Hey, we finally got the best year we possibly could out of him. What's the next five going to look like? If the it first is, but it's 10, very risky, man. You don't. Well, this, the first but, ten have been littered with injuries. You you gotta let them walk. Right, but five year. I mean, Strasburg is. Would he get another thirty six years old? Would he get another five years? I, I think he know. gets four and an option. I'd be I'd be hard pressed for that. Somebody in the day and age we're at with pitching to take a shot, especially after the postseason he's had. It's hard not to. And you know what? If you're the Nationals, you pivot and you go give Zach Wheeler a couple years and you and you go to that kind of guy and hope that you can get something like that. Or, you know, they have a very good system. They are a team that from a position player standpoint, maybe you do flip some of the guys that you have in there, especially the, the infield is pretty deep there. If you're going to sign Rendon, you flip some of the other kids you have in the infield prospect pipeline and you feel the, the starting pitcher situation that way. But they have a great uh, kid coming up named Luis Garcia, who is is going to end up being a star like Robles. Maybe not. That's hard to say. Robles and Soto. But he's he is a star. They also have, uh, well, they Carter, have Carter Keyboom Carter in there, Keyboom too. too thought, but he, he struggled, though, in his um, he did. But we've seen a lot of guys come up that first time and struggle a little bit. But they do. They have they have a deeper position pool than they do pitcher. But we'll see there. Well, um, Victor Robles would bring you back a lot. Yeah, he's a nice player. I don't think they're trading him. Uh, J.D. Martinez also has an opt out. Also a Boris client. Also a guy that the QO, the qualifying offer would go on him. Fortunately, I have a chance to see him a lot in the offseason as uh, he takes batting practice and works out at my kid's school, too. I see him a lot once December and January comes. So I usually have a pretty good beat as to what his plans are. But this is a really interesting one, too. Because you could make the case, Joe, that he has lived up to every expectation and every dollar that he's been paid by the Boston Red Sox. But other teams may view him as a potential designated hitter only. 
because he's not a fantastic defender to say the least, but he can mash. He also kind of serves as a second hitting coach for a major league team. He's, he's in there looking at film and video. He's really helpful with that, but he would be taking a big risk because he's another guy that has another 20, $30 million to be paid. Does a team give him another hundred million if he opts out and lose a first round pick? I mean, I'm leaning toward thinking that JD's going to stay with Boston. I think he opts out too. I think everybody opts out when they have the opt out because they always feel like they can get more. And most of the time they're right. And you look at the seasons he's had here, you know, between the run in Arizona, between, you know, what he's done in Boston, just unbelievable player. And he's two years ago. Yeah. And he's 32. So this is your spot where you cash it again. You know, I think you, you take that opportunity, you do everything you can to cash in one more time. And from the Red Sox point of view, Oh, it's tough because there's been a lot of rumors about moving Mookie Betts. I don't know if that's well, the smartest well, if he thing opts out, then that would be the end of that. Yeah, that would be the end of that. What if JD opts out? Then no yeah, more then, they would, movement, then, right? then you would never hear about Betts being moved again. Yeah. And I don't think you should. <laughs> like, you I know. don't think they should trade him either way. This whole nonsense of the of this, like they say, baseball doesn't have a salary cap, but they certainly treat that tax like it is a salary cap. That's that's what's happening. Well, it's a pretty harsh tax. But what's the Red Sox lineup? I want everybody to remember a couple years ago what Mookie Betts Betts didn't do when David Ortiz was gone and then realized that when JD came in, how good Betts was again and everybody else in this lineup that you need to have that guy in the middle that you fear and JD is that guy. So I feel like the Red Sox can't afford to lose him almost because that becomes a very difficult thing to replace. I I don't think that they would resign him if he ended up uh, opting out. I think he'd be gone and and over to, I don't think he'd go to a national league team. I think he'd have to go to an American league. And there's nobody out there you can replace. There's the, you know, the the other free agent market there does not have the kind of players that you can replace JD Martinez productivity. Not really. And look, maybe Boston, You know, maybe, Joe, they're looking at it like, man, we're not as good as Tampa. We're not as good as the Yankees. You know, Chris Sales coming off a serious injury. Maybe we got to take a step back. It could be. I mean, the Red Sox may reload. I mean, they may. Sale I mean, would be an intriguing trade chip. Ah, nobody. Come on. He's untradeable right now. It's, it's uh, huge what? Uh, huge untradeable. I don't know about untradeable. Pitching's bad, dude. And at least, look, this is the first injury. Where's Strasburg? How many injuries has Strasburg had? Sales going nowhere. I and mean, he's hurt, man. He missed the season. Strasburg's hurt every year, and somebody's going to pay him. It's not the same. Not the same. I understand you're giving up capital. I get it. But if the Red Sox are even part of the deal, he's hurt right now. He missed the season. I know. At this moment, you're not. I understand. Not being dealt. Uh, Okay. Uh, A funny story I saw here. Just wanted to throw it out there. Bill Murray, one of my favorites, walked into the Atlanta airport. He's a man of the people. Goes over to a PF Chang's Joe and applies for a job. PF Chang tweets out last night. You're hired. Is there anything left that Bill Murray hasn't done at this point? Um, no, <clears throat> I love Bill Murray. He's one of my favorites. Um, have you ever met? Bill Murray? I haven't. I have not met Bill Murray. Have you? I Does have. he go to your kid's school too? I met him at a Marlins game. <clears throat> and was he cool? The Cubs. Right. The Cubs uh, went to uh, Old Marlins Park, the uh, Dolphin Stadium. They uh, it was it was back when the Cubs hadn't made the playoffs for like a billion years and they were on the verge of clinching. They they still did end up making the playoffs, but they got swept (laughs) by the Marlins, uh, unluckily enough. And I did meet him and spoke to him for about two minutes walking into the ballpark. Uh, Very unassuming guy, extremely nice and as quirky as it gets. And and there's like a Netflix show on on all the things that Bill Murray has done. It's pretty funny as well. 
Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was flipping around the channels on the Saturday afternoon, and Kingpin was on, and I had to watch, you know, the Bill Murray section there. And one of the more underrated, quirky, odd performances of Bill Murray's career in Kingpin, playing the the bowling champion. But I actually like Lost in Translation too. I like serious Bill Murray too. I think he's a terrific actor. Does not get enough credit. Yeah, no, it's uh, kind of funny. <laughs> B.F. Changs. Uh, B.F. Changs, why not? And finally, Joe, uh, I'm headed to the pumpkin patch after school. Have you taken care of your Halloween needs yet? Oh, yes. We uh, we have all the pumpkin patch stuff done. I've got a, a Hermione Granger, the little one's Hermione Granger from Harry Potter, and the older one is Captain Marvel. Uh, I am going to dress up like Nick Fury because Sam Jackson's cool. So I want to be Nick Fury for Halloween. So uh, I've already got the bald head. I got the eye patch. I'm going to shave the beard down to the goatee tomorrow. Good and uh yeah we're ready to go it's gonna be raining apparently and that was a big oh, hubbub no. oh no it's gonna rain for halloween what are we gonna do should we take the kids to the mall no you take them out in the rain and you build some character and you go out trick-or-treating and maybe wow, you don't have to be you. out there as long you know and then next week you, you complain to me about how your kids got sick on halloween night oh guess how yeah whatever what are your kids for halloween what, what's everyone dressing up like uh i think my son is a small fries french fries and i have the i am the large fries <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. I like I like that. I like when the, the parents and the kids coordinate. You know what the problem is? Is that the costume is still sitting on the floor, not built yet. Not built. Oh, you're building. Oh, and, and I'm not going to do it. So who's who's uh, so what's he going to be? OK, <laughs> my wife's got to build that thing, man. I, when you say I, build, you bought it to build it or it's uh, like you're well, building yeah, it from scratch? Bought it from like a, a uh, outlet place, but you have to like put it together and there's instructions. And so my rule is, is that when there's instructions attached to something that I can't that I, you know, that it's going to take half hour. No, you, the wife's got to do it like I like I'll buy it and I'll build it. But for Halloween night, no, I am not doing that. So I said in advance, look, you get whatever you want. I ain't building anything, though, for Halloween. That's it. So my wife bought it and she'll uh, put it together and we'll be ready to go tomorrow night for Halloween. Awesome. Hey. It's you know what I I think it's good when the the parents get involved in the costume though like when I like when the the family goes to something or you know I was Luigi last year and he was Mario yes good I, I was Luigi yeah wait so wait the small fry and the big fry what's your daughter being or she does not dressing up uh, she's, she's too old for that oh she is definitely something but I don't know offhand that's really bad of me I don't know this is because you this is because you don't spend enough time with your children obviously no, you're I just do, watching too I, much football i just don't know what is what, she from descendants is she one of those characters no 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 okay she's a little old for that right she's 11 I'll, i think i'll tell you tomorrow she's uh 12 uh 13 oh but yeah I'll, so I'll, 13 you're different i'll tell you tomorrow you. i'll i'll find out before tomorrow what she is but i all i see is the paypal bill come over that's it <laughs> and what is this oh we bought a costume okay fine you know yeah, I was never a big. I was never a huge Halloween kid. Like I like the, you know, when I was annoyed with, I was annoyed because I don't like candy, like sugar, like Smarties and crap. Like that. I don't like any of that stuff. I like the chocolate stuff. And my house was the house that gave out the premium bag that had like a Reese's peanut butter cup, a crunch, uh, a Hershey bar, all that stuff in the bag. So I'm thinking to myself, I'm going out there busting my ass and the best candy that I want to eat is at my house. So, you know. So right. that happened. You know, uh, a rare Thursday night NFL Halloween type deal this week. Uh, you know, we haven't seen one of these in a while, and my kids don't have school Friday, so it'll be, a, it'll be a late night for me. All right, so coming up next, we deal with a little exit velocity, and Joe's got this one for you on the New York Jets. So don't go away. Plenty more to come here on Fantasy Sports Today. We'll be right back with some exit deal.
Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. With the ball coming off the bat, we got two days left of this probably in terms of referring to baseball. We did exit velo in June and July and August, and it made a lot of sense, but we decided to keep rolling with it. Sean and Chris said, hey, exit velocity, great way to end the show. Even though it's baseball related, you could throw football in there. So I said, okay, agreed with the guys, and here we are. Uh, today's edition of Exit Velocity will be, will be presented by my co-host, Joe Pizapia. Joe? I feel the need, the need for speed. Ow! Exit Velocity. Nice Velocity. Just when you think the Jets couldn't get any more Jets, they do something like yesterday. The trade deadline came and went, and what they did was not make any moves. Oh, no, no. What they did was alienate their two best players, arguably, in Le'Veon Bell and Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams, who actually went in and had a conversation with the GM and his agent and said, hey, look, I really want to be here. I want to be part of this team, all this stuff. And then what did the Jets do? They went behind his back and tried to deal him anyway to the Cowboys. Well, that failed. And now Jamal Adams is sitting there going, wow, I can't believe that happened to me. And yes, business of football is business of football. But at the same time, my goodness, the Jets, you're trying to build something here. And, oh, you know, the last thing you want to do is alienate the best players you've got in Le'Veon Bell and Jamal Adams. And I know they're the pieces everybody else might want or the only pieces anybody else wants. But you can't do that and win football games going forward and build a good culture. You just can't do it. Jets, same old Jets, same old story. Well said from Joe. Jets probably have to make some big changes coming up again in the offseason. Thanks again to Sean Glossamaki for producing the show. For my co-host Joe Pizapia, I'm Craig Mish. We'll be back tomorrow. College football preview. John Lobb will be with us taking you into the NFL games and to Halloween night. We'll also recap game seven of the World Series. Have a great day, everybody. Full-time fantasy is next. We'll talk to you tomorrow at noon. See ya.